The reality is, if you don't have people like that in your organization that are not the rule followers, and if you don't create space for them, they will either do two things. They will create a ton of chaos in the organization that is not healthy for them or you, and it's going to be bad, or they're going to leave. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry. I'm one of the producers of the show. I'm joined as always by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how you doing? Freedom time. Freedom time, baby. So we are in a three-part series, and this is part three of that series on the Netflix culture code. And if you have not listened to the last two Wednesday episodes, I would highly suggest you go back and listen to those. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the seven values that Netflix lays out in their culture deck that went relatively viral. And so we've been talking through the last two weeks, we talked through context, not control in in week one. The second week of the series, we talked about highly aligned, loosely coupled organizations and why that should be a model that you should be striving for. This week, we're going to be talking about freedom and responsibility. Sangram, can you talk to us about, you know, why is this particular value one of the values that you wanted to make sure and touch on in this series? So this one, James, is, in, you know, for selfishly, I feel like I, I live and thrive in this situation. So it is more of like, you know, self-reflecting for me is like, wait a minute, this is, this is interesting that they actually have this as part of their culture. And the statement that they have as part of this section of the deck, and by the way, it's 128 pages. So take your time. <laughs> it's a lot of it. Uh, with the part that they, they put it there, they said, responsible people thrive on freedom and are worthy of freedom. So true. Right. And, you know, let, let me say that again, because I think it, it, people need to kind of let, that, let it sink in is responsible people thrive on freedom and are worthy of freedom. And when you really think about, we take freedom for granted, freedom of work, freedom of speech, freedom of whatever things that we do in life, whatever we say, all those things. But the reality is, if you are thriving in freedom, then then they are worthy of freedom. And if you are not worthy of freedom, then you know, it's, it's a different scenario. So I feel like it just felt very core to it. And and when I look at Netflix, they, they have this whole idea that most companies curtail freedom. They, they inhibit freedom as they get bigger, which again, as a growing, fast-growing company ourselves, we are recognizing. And it doesn't happen because somebody's trying to say, don't do stuff. It happens because you just become bigger. And, yeah. and you all of a sudden feel like, okay, I need to talk to five people to do one thing that I could have just done by asking the person next to me. So the whole idea that most companies curtail freedom as they grow, and the reason they do that is because they want to avoid errors. And that kind of really messes up. At the same time, they have this insane amount of desire to have a big impact, to create growth. So it's almost kind of conflicting with each other. It's like, okay, if you're growing and if you curtail freedom, at the same time, you want to have explosive growth. You can't have both happening at the same time. So 
this particular aspect of the culture, I feel is really interesting to observe and learn from. I love it. And so as we dive deeper into this, I think because this is a natural talent for you, Sangram, and and it's interesting just to hear you think about it like, oh, like this comes so naturally to me, I wouldn't even think that it would need to be talked about uh, in, in a culture deck, but of course you don't because it's, it's natural to you. What were some early things that you did at Terminus? Maybe either you got pushback from other senior leaders because you were so naturally good and just kind of let, giving people freedom. Can you think of any particular stories or anything where, where you had some conflict in the early days because of that being your leadership approach? Oh, totally, man. I think one of the podcast uh, episodes that I know that you and I know, and, and also when we post on LinkedIn, got a lot of lot of interest and caught commentary. Probably the highest one was this whole idea of letting go versus giving up. And this is this kind of falls into that is as part of leadership, you are always juggling between, okay, what things that I let go and, and make sure that other people have it and, and you feel good about whoever has that. Versus feeling this uh, negative feeling that I had for some time uh, around giving up. And mm-hmm. as I grew in my role and as the company grew, I realized that, no, 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 I'm not giving up. What I'm doing is letting go. And some of this is transformed into this deck where they really talk about that. Hey, look, as company grows, what happens is more chaos within the organization. That just naturally happens because Things are moving faster. People are not used to operate at that speed. And it just continues to compound and compound and compound and and chaos happens. And then they said, well, market shifts happen. And the market shift means that there's a new technology or a new competitor or a new business model. And then something, some, a lot of those things are happening to us today. Now, everybody's an ABM company. (laughs) Two years ago, it just does. So we have to like, okay, wait a minute. No, not really. That's not ABM. Well, this is kind of ABM, but really not. So we have to now go through and make sure that not only we talk about ABM as the right strategy, but we also talk about product innovation and things like that. So they they actually have it in their deck. It's like, look, the market is going to keep shifting. And Mm. the company generally grinds painfully through irrelevance because they want to make sure that there's clarity in all those things. And because they're not able to get into and, and are unable to respond to the market shift in a timely manner, it just creates really bad options for the company. Yeah. Not all that yeah. thing happens because you curtailed freedom for the people who were most innovative in the company that actually got you where you are. And in, in trying to scale and create a ton of processes, you just kind of suffocated the heck out of those innovative people. And they are no longer either in your company or even if they're in your company, they are no longer doing things at high performance level that they actually are capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you look at how Netflix disrupted Blockbuster, to use the, the words from the deck, like they grinded pay f- painfully into irrelevance by not adapting to the market's desire to be able to have on-demand content. And by Blockbuster ignoring that and just, I think I heard a, a quote that the CEO, you know, back when it was really kind of, they were going head to head with with Netflix, and they hadn't quite been beaten yet. The CEO of Blockbuster said something along the lines of people enjoy and are nostalgic about the experience of of going into a store and 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 renting their movie, but they were completely ignoring the fact that like people want what they want and they want it now. And there were so many different things that, that led to that 
kind of the market shifting, the rise of the internet being a big one and smartphones and, and everybody having the ability to have what they want and have it now by Blockbuster not having really that not giving their people the freedom to to innovate those ideas that would have probably kept them alive were never even allowed to surface. And so I, I totally agree, man. I think you're spot on there. Your point, actually, I'm just going through the deck as you're speaking through it, really points to these three things, the three options that they laid out. And, and then, you know, they obviously chose a fourth option because they felt that all three are bad. So in those situations, as, as, as you're talking about Blockbuster Netflix and being creative, high growth, or in high growth, even team, doesn't have to be a high growth organization overall. They're like, look, you have option number one, and all of them are bad, but option number one is to stay creative by staying small. Nobody wants to do that. So, so what do we do next? Well, try to avoid rules as you grow and suffer chaos. And mm. you don't want to be painfully going through that. Or number three, use process, process, process that cripple creativity, innovation, flexibility, and ability to thrive in the market inevitably shifts. And you don't want to be the process guru in the company and saying everybody needs to do these things and this is how it's going to happen. And now maybe the chaos is not there, but maybe even you are not there because mm. the market just shifted underneath you. So they came up with this fourth option saying that, hey, look, the way you avoid chaos is not by creating more rules you essentially hire high performance performing team and people yep. and make sure seems that they to a, seems to be a recurring theme with this deck. No doubt. Right. The second one is like, then you, you, you can continue to run informally, not, not formally, but informally with self-discipline to avoid chaos as opposed to trying to get to it. And the third one is that, well, you also attract creativity because now you're going back to this highly aligned with Zeus decoupled, it's almost, I feel like that is almost like that core value that we talked about last time, aligned with our one team and keys to the Ferrari one, well, highly aligned as one team, loosely coupled is keys to the Ferrari. And I think that's that's where it brings. So as an example, what they talked about was they, they had this whole policy around making sure everybody, and this is Netflix, so this is a, a bit older company, relatively, but they everybody used to put their time in. So they asked People like, hey, do you want to put your time in? And they're like, well, why do you? Why do we have to punch in clocks from nine to five when we work later on weekends and stuff like that? Why do we have to go through vacation policy and stuff? So they said, you know what? Right, they were one of the very first companies who don't have or didn't have vacation policy. Now, like company like us and smaller companies, that's standard now. But Netflix, for a bigger company, it was game changer. So, so they said, you know what? We don't need to create policy and process and rules for everything. Vacation policy. We don't need it. You and your manager can address it. So they they went through like where process is not needed, regardless of the size of the company, you can choose to not be process driven on certain areas. And I think yeah. that as an example really speaks a lot about their culture. I love it. You've got a you've got a note here, Singram, that I think that that really, I mean, it's the note of increase talent density faster than complexity grows. And as soon as I read that, I thought, man, that that is a perfect summation of, of really there's so many recurring themes that you see in this deck. There's such a focus on hiring the right people, getting super talented, creative, thoughtful people into the right seats in your bus. And so as if, if you're leading a growing organization, if you can focus on increasing your talent density, more talented people faster than the complexity at which your organization is growing, you're going to win. So I love that. I mean, that is a, another statement directly 
from the deck, increase talent density. And, and I feel like that's where we, we err on the side. Well, let's just create more process. No, create, hire the right people and you probably don't need so much process in it. And I guess that's kind of the challenge that we can leave everybody with as, as we conclude on this, James, is, you know, what are the things that you're doing in your organization today that you're just doing because you are, you feel like those are the right things? Because I don't think anybody does process or create process because they want to be control freak. Some maybe, but not not everybody. They want to still grow and want to see a growing company so that they can be employed. But what are you doing that might essentially create an organization that does not have enough freedom and responsibility? Or better yet, what are you doing to help people who are innovative in your company thrive and creating space for them and culture for them? Because the reality is, if you don't have people like that in your organization that are not the rule followers, and if you don't create space for them, they will either do two things. They will create a ton of chaos in the organization that is not healthy for them or you, and it's going to be bad, or they're going to leave. And in either of those cases, it's not a healthy thing for you. So you want those people because they they are taking the organization to the next level, but you want to give them the space and create and set the structure in such a way that it doesn't feel burdensome to them in order to get the best off them. I love that. I think that's that's a great challenge to really end this series on. Uh, again, if you want to check out the entire culture deck uh, from Netflix, if you just Google Netflix culture deck, you'll see you know a bunch of different people have reposted it. It's it's all over the internet. But it, like Sangram mentioned earlier, it's 128 slides, but it is it is worth going through just because I think. They're clearly doing something right over there in, in their ability to continually innovate and adapt to the current landscape of what seems to be the market's desires. Um, and a lot of times, they I, it seems like they're really leading the way and telling the market what they want and then delivering on it. So this is absolutely a, a deck that I think anybody should read. Again, Sangram, thanks so much. I love this idea that you had to, to go through this deck and uh, really excited to, to join you again next week, man. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.